Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yes Law, the lyrical dive into Anderson Pack's discography. And today we will be taking a look at the third track off of the third studio album, Oxnard. And this is the lead single, it's Tints, which was actually released ahead of the album, October 4th, 2018. The song features a guest verse by Kendrick Lamar and is produced by Amas um, Keith and Anderson Pack himself. Additional vocals are performed by Taylor Parks. Uh, there's guitar by Jeff Giddy and Jose Rios, as well as additional guitar by Dave McKinnon. Um, piano is played by Rob Lewis, and drums are played by Pomo and Anderson himself. And yeah, usually drums are done by Anderson. So, well, actually, he only has three drumming credits on this album: Chase Tints and uh, Brother Keep Brothers Keeper. And yeah, this is going to be a really fun track to analyze. Um, also, another thing that I noticed is Sid has a writing credit, which I thought was interesting. I wonder what contribution she did to the song, because of the interpolations listed on Genius, the only two that are listed are Lens Version 2 by Frank Ocean and Travis Scott, and Turn of the G by Outcast. Now, I know she wasn't around when Outcast was a thing, and... Doesn't look like she has a writing credit on um, Blunt's version 2, and even if she did, they'd also have to give writing credits to Frank Ocean and Travis Scott, so... I don't know what that is. She had to have done something in the track. So, yeah. That's all I really have to say, so let's just begin talking about Tints. I'm really excited to talk about this song, so let's just get into it. The first verse is performed by Anderson, who starts by singing, I've been feeling kind of cooped up, cooped up. I'm trying to get some fresh air. He's been inside for a long time, so he wants to go out in the world and do something. Something that is something, though, will be hard to do functionally, as he's now big and famous, signed to a major label and getting features from Kendrick Lamar. So, like, something's going to happen. Hey, why you got the roof off? Roof off. You know it never rains here. So since he is in California, it's which is a state that doesn't often experience droughts, he's able to drive a roofless car and not have to worry about rain getting in. But he also is questioning himself, why does he have the roof off when he knows that something could happen? Hey, you ain't got flash when taking your picture. You ain't got to draw no extra attention. Paparazzi want to shoot you, shoot you. N-words dying for less out there. So when people see him in public, he does not want all the attention. Bright flash from the camera will likely attract some people, and the paparazzi will really do anything for a picture and headlines. Here, he uses the word shoot as wordplay. Um... For both pictures and gun violence, the paparazzi wants to shoot a good picture for the headlines. Meanwhile, African Americans are being literally shot with guns and killed every day. He's saying that they try and get more pictures than the amount of them that are killed every day, which is already way too high. And that's really it for the verse. There's not really much else to say, but don't worry. I do promise I'm going to make up with that. In a couple minutes, but now let's just go on to the pre-chorus. He starts off with, I've been in my bag out in wait, trying to throw a bag in the safe, gigging, torn, chorn, raising babes. To be in oneself's bag is to stay focused. Anderson has constantly been focusing and is only attending more precision to his work. He is doing so, so he can make a lot of money. He also has responsibilities as both an artist and a father, so he has to... Focus on his work and his kids as they are 
the most important things for him right now. Baby Milo wants some bathing apes. This is a reference to Bape, a Japanese clothing brand. Baby Milo was a children's counterpower, and this is shown how he wants to grow more and mature and evolve musically, but he also has the trouble of paparazzi, so there's also the factor of him wanting to like expand and get out in the world more, but he's not going to be able to, so he's just going to stay Baby Milo. Edward's crying for less out here. Meanwhile, his fellow citizens are unable to have a hall and cannot experience a good life. He can. Do I got do, bruh, do, bruh, get up in my rearview mirror. So, like everyone else, he does have to go out, whether it's for food, fresh air, or anything in between. He's not want people like paparazzi to get in his way, so he wants to only be able to see them in his rearview mirror, which is basically saying, get behind me and don't get in my way. And that's it for the pre-chorus. And now we're going to move on to the actual chorus. He starts off by singing, I can't be riding riding around that open strip. I need tents. I need tents. Anderson is unable to drive around freely without someone seeing him and getting his face. So he needs to get tin wheels for his car so nobody will see him and he can do that. I can't be flying down that one town with a bad bitch in my whip. I need tents. I need tents. He cannot go well beyond the speed limit or be seen with a new girl because paparazzi will expose him for reckless driving, which he can get arrested and lose his license for. And then the media won't shut the fuck up about, like, relationship rumors and shit like that. So, like, there's also that factor there. It's no good for me. It's so good for them. I need tints. I need tints. This only benefits them. And if anything, it harms him because it is shaping his public image and he's... Losing some of the privacy anyone should have to, the right to, thanks to them. I got way too much to lose, so roll up your window up real quick. I need tents, I need tents. Everything he's ever worked for could go away instantly once he gets exposed for literally anything, even if it is very minor or something untrue. He is telling himself when he is interacting with someone to get out of the situation as quickly as possible before he causes anything. And that is the chorus for the song. So Kendrick Lamar performs the next verse. But before I talk about yeah, I just want to give a little bit of insight. This is the third time they've appeared on a song together. They were previously on Dr. Dre's... um, Deep Water together, and they were also on Bloody Waters from Black Panther soundtrack. But neither of them was a real collaboration, because, well, I guess, yes, technically they were real, but Deep Water, um, that only had Anderson Bridge in a skit, although it had, like, fucking mind-blowing Kendrick verse. And Bloody Waters just had an Anderson hook that wasn't even written by him, and um, Kendrick does ad-lib briefly during the beginning of Absol's first verse. I mean, I guess I technically consider it a a Kendrick song because Kendrick is on every song on the Black Panther soundtrack, so every song technically would be his, even if it is minimal contribution like Bloody Wars is. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, he produced Bloody Wars too, so I guess... That even further proves my point. Um, But on working with Kendrick, Anderson said, I love working with him. Some people you can 
trust to just send it and they're gonna send it back and it's gonna be flames i just knew that would be the case with him i had been sending tracks him track through the recording process and i had no idea it was gonna be the one and all of a sudden i looked at my phone and had something on iMessage and he said i gave this one a shot i sent him five ten tracks man i got I love that he got on this one. It's so perfect. He continued, I still not been able to work on with him in the studio one-on-one. Everything we've done has been over the web. So he sent in his bloody wires hook on a computer. And deep wire, I don't even know how the hell like that would have happened. Because Dr. Gray probably got them together. So I guess separate sessions or something like that. Or maybe Anderson's like bridge was like kind of a... Like, I'm not, it's not, definitely wasn't last minute edition, but like, maybe that was recorded after Kendrick did his verse. Alright, but enough talking about like, enough with like the history lesson, let's get on to the verse, because this is like, a, well, it's Kendrick, so you should know what deepness to expect. You probably think of N-word trolling or showing out for the cameras. Seeing how private Kendrick is, it would be strange to see him doing either of these things. He's even blocked his face from paparazzi before. Fuck I'm doing fishbowling. 100,000 on the passenger. Fishbowling is riding without tints on windows, exposing him to the world. While a private person like him would not normally do this, he wants to flex the 100,000 dollars he has next to him. Bitch, I'm Kendrick Lamar. Respect me from afar. I was made in his image. You can call me a god. Since he is famous, him being Kendrick Lamar means something. He should be easily recognizable. He also says that just by listening to him or experiencing the contact and related to him is a perfect way to appreciate him rather than just coming up to him and just saying, hey, it's it's Kendrick Lamar. Him be. He also compared himself to a god, saying that he was made in his image. God is also a being worshipped from afar, and he wants to be treated the same. And there are also a lot of interpolations. Um, His verse on fucking problems, he says, Girl, I'm Kendrick Lamar, a.k.a. Ben Samidus Sakar. And these two bars start with, Bitch, I'm Kendrick Lamar. And then there's a reference to Genesis 126 from the Bible. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. I was made in his image. And he also talk, um, references his verse on uh, Collard Greens by Schoolboy Q. And he actually has talked about him being God, but this is a prime example. And I'm more than a man, I'm a God. Bitch touche on guard. Uh, you can call me a god. So there's a lot of interpolation there. A lot more than Genius talks about. More than just the uh, Frank Ocean and Outcast reference. Everybody in attendance I'm about to perform. He's famous enough to fill out sold out stadiums and arenas for his concerts. Everybody get offended by the shit I got on. Like can you buy that N-word 900 horse? Can you drive that N-word a G5? Can you fly that N-word? People get mad about what he wears and are probably complaining because they can't afford them. He's also able to afford expensive cars and even fly expensive planes. Flying the G5 plane could resemble not only how he can afford to, uh, that kind of plane, but also the skill required that's to fly a plane. Like, it's crazy shit. Like, not a lot of people can pilot, and Kendrick apparently can, and this isn't the first time you talk about it in a song either. 
I need ten so I can look at the snakes and posers. With tinted windows, he can look at these people without them noticing him, which would be problematic. I need ten because Bombhead is non-disclosure. Since he is a private person that does not disclose anything about his life, he needs ten so nobody can see him and that, he, that can say the case. I need ten so I can leave with the peace of mind without anyone taking the peace of mind. This is... A similar to Andre 3000's line in the Outcast song Return of the G, in which Three Sacks says, Every time I uh, try to get a peace of mind, the N words try to get a peace of mind, so I gotta grab my peace. He wants to just live a quiet and peaceful life without people all over the place taking away his privacy, just like Andre has a really private life. And peace be. And not do fine, so fuck a fix it ticket. You might pull over and you pull me over and might see one of my bitches. So he wants the peace to stay still and not be interrupted. He warns cops not to pull him over for any tickets as he gets so many girls, one of them could end up being theirs. This brings a verse full circle as. It starts with him actively avoiding paparazzi and then with the reference to being pulled over. And in 2017, he was pulled over for driving with no place and did that while avoiding the paparazzi. And he even dodged the fuck-a-fix-it ticket. Um, he didn't pull the bitch on Kendrick Lamar thing or anything, but, like, he just handled it well and was just cool about it and that was kendrick's verse so now we talk move on to the chorus and then talk about the third verse which is performed by anderson the third verse is started with you know i like a presidential stretches out it's a limo anderson is so stylish she likes to live in a similar luxury as a president would that includes driving in a limousine which obviously most people should know a limousine is the fancy long car that's usually traveled in by rich people pull it over let me get behind you where we going there need to know he wants to be at the end of traffic because he does not want people following him where he's going ghost rhyme in the phantom edwards never see me coming ghost rhyme refers to when someone dances around their moving vehicle with nobody in the driver's seat a uh, phantom is a type of car but is another word for ghost people don't see him coming because he is so well hidden she won't hold me like i'm ransom but the money keep me running. The girl is holding on to him tight like a kidnapper, which is their victim they're demanding money for. However, he's able to get away from her thanks to the money. This could also be seen as how he functions on money. Obviously, the money keeps him running, so the money just keeps him going and functioning. And then that's it for the verse. The Anderson's verses are like kind of like um, less substance-filled compared to Kendrick's monster of a verse though his verses do have some shit in there that's worth talking about too but yeah i don't have anything else to say about this verse so just we has a another pre-chorus and another chorus and then there's an outro to the song that's also going to be talked about too the outro is sung with Taylor Parks so i guess technically there is two features judging from the logic of some of the previous feature credits on the album. So I guess this should be called Tins featuring Kendrick Lamar and Taylor Parks. <laughs> um, it starts with them both singing, I, I think I'm about to black out. And she actually does 
have any annotation on Genius about this. And this album actually has a lot less Genius annotations than Malibu did. In fact, I think this and Manza Musa are the only ones with Genius annotations. Taylor Park says, When me and Anderson wrote this song, we had so much fun talking about all the reasons we would need our windows tinted. Coming up with unique ways to say it, like, I think I'm about to black out. It's freeing to be able to do whatever you want without anybody seeing you. And yeah, they are literally going to black out as the tints on their windows will hide them. Blacking out refers to going unconscious while usually partying and drinking. And it is also a common thing in like popular music, like I'm about to black out, shit like that. So I guess it does also add to the catchiness. Can't see me when I act out tonight. They can't be seen fooling around or else it will become the top news story and everyone will get in trouble for it. I got some moves I gotta make though. They still have things that they need to do that would normally require them to be seen by the public eye. I got the goons up in the payroll. They won't see me coming. They won't see me coming. They have people that are being paid to protect them if anything happens, but they are not worried about them, uh, people seeing them anyway. Either way. And there's... The outro is repeated again, but other than that, it's the end of the digital version of the song. Although, there is a skit on the physical version of the song. I searched YouTube and I searched r slash Anderson Pack. I could not find the skit, but the skit lyrics are in Genius, at least. So what I did, I was able to um, plug them in and I was able to capture what I am 99.9 repeating percent sure you know what no fuck it 100 percent sure this is definitely what the skit sounds like and yeah this is the skit for anybody that only listens to digital music like i do then this is gonna be your first time hearing it so enjoy the skit goddamn what shit what's up man bubbling i see you my nigga Oh, thank you, bro. Hey, bro, I don't know if you anybody ever told you this. You need to start selling bubble baths are since you got the song bubbling so it's bath bombs dog. It's London, my nigga. You'll really win. That's extra, bro. That's extra. You gotta chill, bro. You gotta chill what you mean I gotta chill, bro? Why are you rolling your windows up? Just be just be yourself, bruh. Lem get $30. Hey, you got some lotion? So what the skit is, is basically like, kind of like what the, um, Headlow skit was, which basically just sums up what the entire song is about. It shows why Anderson and Kendrick hate the paparazzi and shows an encounter of Anderson with a fan. He... Like, it even shows him rolling up his tinted windows, and that's really all there is. And with that, I have analyzed the entirety of tints, so nothing left but the conclusion. So, yeah. Tint sees Anderson and Kendrick Lamar explain how tinted windows are needed for their cars so people don't see them. Additionally, the tints can be a metaphor for something to hide behind so people can't see them. And that's basically what the whole gist of the song is but there is also something that obviously a lot of pack fans have noticed and it's not really hard to like like it's not hidden well or anything but uh one of the topics in headlow was getting head in the car and i know i ended the headlow episode with a shitty pun about this song but like this is like i think it's actually intentional from anderson
and it's like supposed to be this way it's fitting that this song comes next as the tinted windows will shield the outside from them and give them privacy while the act happens so yeah these two songs are definitely connected in some way even if it's not really following any sort of narrative or anything like that but yeah thank you guys for listening um rate this five stars on whatever you're doing and also subscribe on whatever you're using whether it be apple spotify um anchor whatever the hell you use um also like upload the reddit posts i make for each episode which will give more traction i'm gonna post an r slash kendrick lamar too because kendrick's on the song and people like hearing other people analyze kendrick so like it works so be sure to upload those posts follow the twitter and instagram yes a lot pod doesn't change i don't use it like as often as i probably like a lot of other people could because i got other shit to attend to besides social media but you know i use it here and there um and also just spread the word about it do whatever you can and yeah thank you guys for listening and i will catch you guys later take care guys